Greetings and welcome to this Power for Positive Living podcast. My name is James Huey and I am your host for this podcast series. Offering openness and caring through the gifts of listening hospitality, I invite you to join me as we explore diverse topics for consideration in enriching the quality of your life. Power for Positive Living and Friendship. Survival tends to be the most basic of our human instincts. Throughout our life journey, we may strive to find ways to maintain our desire to live. We wish to avoid people or circumstances that we believe can be a threat to the strong drive for survival. Beginning as a child until our years as a senior, we confront situations where we sense our survival is at risk and we strive to manage them in some way so that our existence can continue. There are several major factors that go into our process of confronting survival circumstances. Of major significance are the triggering mechanisms that alert us to some degree of danger. One major triggering mechanism is our ability to create and manage fear. As with many thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, the ability to recognize and structure fear triggers comes in various types and in degrees. All fear triggers are not of the same type and certainly can vary from person to person. And seldom are fear triggers structured in a binary system of being present or of not being present. We are usually unable to study and articulate all of the fear factors in each of our lives. Since our lives are in a constant state of change, fear factors also change from current or past characteristics to the ones present today and the ones that will be here for tomorrow. A life paradox is that many individuals tend to fear the process of pondering the presence and characteristics of fear triggers themselves. It is almost like a belief that if one seeks knowledge about such a powerful life force as fear, they are going to increase the possibility that fear factors will suddenly appear in their life. There can be a belief that if one ignores the presence of fear factors, then fear will not enter their life journey. For some, ignorance of self is a true blessing since there will be no responsibility assumed for any fear factor which may occur. Fear comes in many different forms. Any form can carry out its mission differently in different people since all of us basically are unique. We all share being a human, but after that reality, we each develop along our own unique life path. If we accept this concept, then we have the challenge of exploring the universal presence of fear in humans to the type and degree that is truly personal to us as individuals. The list of possible fear factors is nearly endless. We assist ourselves with our knowing our own characteristics of mental health 
by confronting our unique set of fears with introspection or by active interaction with a facilitator. It is my firm belief that the more knowledge you and I know about ourselves, the more likely we are to structure a positive and healthy life path. Any path is likely to be unique to that one individual. We can discuss characteristics of our own set of fear triggers and develop strategies to have their presence as an asset rather than being a liability. Generally, many persons begin with low threat fears for themselves. Different types of fear triggers can often be easier to understand if one begins with ones that seem to have less severe consequences for the person. In addition to different types of fears, structuring fears with some form of degree rather than the binary system of being present or not present, good or bad, etc., can be quite helpful in educating the individual. An example of this may be helpful. One of the fears shared by many people in recent history has been the fear of public speaking. This behavior can cause many persons to feel intimidated and overwhelmed with anxiety. Many would go to great lengths to avoid making a fool of themselves in front of other people. We know that one basic need of most human beings is to be liked and accepted to some degree by others. We all strive to project a facade of competence and likability when we interact with other people. Any self-perceived flaws that we have, we strive to conceal by usage of such things as distractions or just downright avoidance. While fear of public speaking remains for many people, it seems that society's current usage of video phones podcasts, online learning, YouTube videos, and many other characteristics of a tech society have lessened this fear of public speaking for many people. Many seem to have overcome their fear of public ridicule by now inviting it with excess behaviors of self-ridicule. The more likes we have on Facebook and other sites of how we perform in a public setting is now considered a positive we have become more comfortable with the possibility that we can look foolish in front of others and no fear of embarrassment is experienced. We may even encourage others to see us that way and use it as a badge of belonging to our particular social group. In this example, we see that experience and positive reinforcements can alter something that may have been a fear trigger in the past. We are able to create an okay response to something that is no longer a fear trigger, but now is more likely to be seen as typical. A perception that something is now typical allows us to place a normal label on it and remove or downplay it as a fear trigger. Speaking of normal, we can remember that fear is part of our makeup for a very important reason. Fear is the alert mechanism that allows us to become aware of danger in some form or degree. Becoming aware of danger allows us to develop response strategies that strengthen our drive to survive. When we speak of survival, 
we can focus on any physical, emotional, social, or spiritual dangers that can alter our ability to survive in the manner that we believe is positive and healthy for us. Fear alerts us to possible danger that allows us to define and confront the situation by structuring an appropriate response. When we acknowledge to ourselves the various fear factors that trigger some type of response in our lives, we are usually prepared to define the fear and how to best construct a management response that will be effective for us. Pretending that we have no fear or that fears are not affecting our daily life choices is usually just one large fantasy. Denial of feelings and thoughts may be attractive, but seldom is denial of thoughts and feelings very effective in supporting healthy life choices. Learning what other people have as fears as well as the coping strategies they develop can be helpful in mapping our own path. While learning possibilities from others is useful, deciding to follow completely what works for others can be detrimental when we do not allow for individual differences. Another factor that I encourage is to recognize and accept that fear factors come in degrees. Some are weak and have only a mild impact on our daily lives. We can address these in ways that comfortably fit into the ways we have constructed our own life journey. Other fear factors can be much stronger. Other than just a mild case of discomfort, these stronger fears tend to affect us through stronger behaviors. These behaviors might include anxiety, continual tiredness, shortness of breath, frequent repetition of thought patterns, overeating, getting into conflict situations with other people, or experiencing feelings of loneliness. A higher degree of fear can result in memory loss, psychosomatic hurts and pains, or even suicidal thoughts, attempts, behaviors. Many people also struggle with the conflict of two different fears and how to find a way to evaluate their importance in making personal decisions. For example, one may want to practice kindness in forgiving another for hurtful behavior. They may experience the fear that they are not being true to their religious teachings unless they can overcome their fear of being hurt and forgive another. A conflicting fear might be that a person does not want to ignore pain and seemingly to encourage others to be rough and intrusive in their behaviors. These are two fears, two ideas, two concepts that oftentimes can be in conflict with each other. Another example may occur during a pandemic. A person may have a fear of disease and illness unless they obey a stay-in-place order. A conflicting fear may be that they dislike government or society imposing an order that they see as an infringement on their personal freedom of movement. Here we have two competing fears which may or may not have equal value to a specific individual. Since we all have the instinct of survival and have some type of fear triggers to alert us to possible danger, you and I are free to use one of our strongest powers to address this aspect of our life. 
This power of personal choice is usually the way we address our individual fears and construct healthy ways to manage them. We all have the power of choice on how we wish to implement our similar traits for survival using our own personal fear factors. Acknowledging our fears and striving to understand the specific role they play in our lives gives us the personal power to implement individual strategies. Perhaps we are back to the awareness that one of our strongest fears may be the acknowledgement of fear itself being typical and normal for us as human beings. Sometimes giving ourselves permission to be human can be the strongest fear trigger of them all. This is your friend and host, James Huey. I thank you for listening to me on these podcasts as I share viewpoints from my own experiences with wellness psychology. These are my gifts to you, my listeners. Please join me next time as we continue to explore diverse topics to enrich the quality of your life. As your friend and host, I always encourage you to value and nurture yourself as the unique individual that I believe you are. Until next we meet, I remain committed to power for positive living and friendship. Good day.